In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Hey, you're listening to the 6D Helmets Kickstart Podcast. We're in week, was it, is it four or was it five now? Oh, I have no idea. I've lost track. I don't anyway, know. Nothing's we're open. still quarantined here in Southern California. Um, but there's a lot to talk about this week. Uh, I'm Don Maeda, joined by Alex Ray, our co-host, Chase Curtis, and Mike Antonovich on the phone, remote from uh, Illinois. So uh, last week we talked about the... Uh, the news that Feld was trying to put together a plan to finish out the Supercross series starting in May, uh, running seven races consisting of se- several uh, double headers uh, on consecutive weekends in Glendale, Arizona. So Anton is our man with the finger on the pulse. So Tuan, what is the uh, latest that you hear? Sounds like Wednesday will be the final date. Uh, a lot of stuff was hinging on reports coming out of Arizona over the last few weeks. Anybody that's followed that has seen, yeah, they didn't have a high number. And then over the last like five days, there's been a big spike down there. They needed to see that 14-day decline, which uh, unfortunately it looks like we've gone the exact opposite of that. Well, did but they, did they are, increase their testing or something? Because yeah, you can increase your testing, you're getting more positives. Exactly. And that's been the problem is if you honestly, I've read a bunch of like local Arizona, like news websites, like newspapers, uh, news channels, all the stuff that's out there. So it's not just like, you know, national news. It's it's very much centered on that area. Mm -hmm. And the big reports that were coming out of there last week was like, hey, man, we might not have a big grip on this thing because we only tested such a small portion of the population. Yeah. And so once we ramp up testing, that number will grow. Uh, and I mean, that's going to be the case anywhere. That's mm-hmm. been the big concern because if you look at, I mean, any state right now, as they've gotten more tests, they've changed things, the number's gone up. Mm-hmm. So from what I had been told last week by people very connected to the situation was we should know by Friday, the Friday thing got pushed out to where we're now Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, we should have a firm, like definite decision on if we're going or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, all efforts were going to like, hey man, this thing is probably going to happen teams and all that have started you know riders have started riding again teams are back to work certain things like that are going on but now it all hinges on this decision that comes on wednesday um it sounds like they're eager to go forward but then the things that they really needed to work in their favor uh it's hard to really diagnose and like read this data because some things you see and you're like okay hey that looks like there's some progress and there's other things you see and you're like whoa this looks like it's going the opposite way mm-hmm. but from what i've gathered it's going the way that film wants it to, but we just have to see on Wednesday if it's all able to pull the trigger on it or not. Okay, so regardless of whether Felt can pull it off, um, I know that there's some resistance from racers and teams. Uh, I think that's the minority, though, isn't it? Don't most people want to so. get back to it? I think most guys want to get back to it because so many dudes need money. You know, there's like a guy like Avery. I mean, a lot of his money is depending on if he's racing or not. Same yeah. with the mechanics and all that stuff. Uh, there are dudes that do need to go back to racing. There's a lot of teams that aren't getting paid their full amounts because 
There's no racing to go on. Mm-hmm. Feld's in the same position. They have a lot of money that still needs to be made because they apparently don't get paid until like after things have gone through. You know, they're not going to get their full 17 rounds of funding from Monster or other sponsors or whoever it is until all these races are run. Um, so yeah, there is a big push to get this thing going. I honestly, I've heard a lot of this talk of, you know, if we get these races going, then that's a better chance to be on NBC when there's nobody watching sports. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about it this weekend though. They're playing like old NHL games, major league baseball games, Mm -hmm. football games that are already kind of in these pockets. The advertising money that those guys have already is probably designated to those channels. Mm -hmm. So unless something major were to happen, I don't see us like all of a sudden jumping into primetime TV because a lot of those advertising spots are already filled by other sports or other advertising companies that have bought that time. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's going to be like that light switch that just gets us back into the mainstream and on, you know, Jay Leno's couch in six months. I think it's still more and more from there. Um, I think everybody wants to go racing. Like all of us want to go racing, Mm -hmm. but if it's possible to happen or not, I think that's all still like basically a coin toss decision at this point. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Cooper Webb is uh, pretty vocal about going racing. Uh, he, he posted on his Instagram last week, you know, his thoughts on it. <clears throat> and uh, judging from what I've read on the, the social media channels, uh, Kenny, Ken Roxon is pretty vocal about not going racing because he's not prepared or he says that there's other good reasons for it. Um, what have you heard about Roxon not wanting to go? For me, I think he's given himself a lot of time off. You know, I mean, think about in November when you went to the Honda intro Mm -hmm. and he was very coy with how much better he was, how much progress they made with that illness from last year's San Diego Supercross and, you know, all of his energy issues he had through the summer. From everybody that I've talked to, he's taken all this time off, not really riding, like maybe some motos here and there, but everybody basically dialed back. If he's given his body a bunch of time to rest, that could be one thing that he feels like he could need to like ramp up again to get back to where he was. Uh, but also, I think that's basically just being Ken's cautiousness of getting something that he maybe doesn't want to do. Maybe his immune system is way different than what we think, and you know, good on him. He doesn't have to tell us every issue, but these are all these questions that people are always going to ask. Like, is it a health thing? Is it a personal thing? Is it a bike thing? Like, what is it? And until he comes out and says hey it's this instead of just saying we don't need to go that's where all the speculation is going to continue to come from mm-hmm. um anyone else out there rider wise that you hear that doesn't feel it's a good idea rj hampshire 100 oh, oh yeah rj yeah because yeah. he is yeah i those would be the only two that i can really think of a lot of guys not being happy with this uh husky guys are ready to go uh sounds like tomac's ready to go out in colorado Star guys are back at it. Guy Kohan is ready to do it. You know, everybody's ready. I think there are some outliers of how is this thing going to work because there are so many unforeseen details. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's resistance to why this thing would or wouldn't happen is for their own personal reasons. Maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe it's a health thing. Maybe it's an economic thing for their business. Who knows? But I think, I, I really think from Ken's perspective, how quiet he's being and this is how silent he was about his progress with his health last year so maybe he just really doesn't want to risk it like he's gonna have to get across the country somehow he's gonna have to be around all these guys his whole thing's gonna change whereas if he's in florida he's cool enough that he can just stay at the house and then go to the sandbox if he wants to go ride right 
He has a full gym there. He probably doesn't have to see anybody if he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. It ain't like 2008 anymore where all the top guys have freaking private jets, you know? No. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, like, was, even if this racing... Go ahead, Alex. No, I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, it was nice back in... Like, if it was back in the day, Chad and all those guys, they'd just hop on their freaking private jet and just, you know, cruise to the drape, cruise <laughs> to the race, you know? But, yeah. you know, but, yeah, it's... it. Balls things up, especially with his illness and, and stuff like that he's dealt with before. I mean, if I were him, I'd probably be a little skeptical, too. Totally. Yeah. And, like, okay, so if we do go, you know, I've, I've had this, like, question, and Don, I'm, I know you've probably had the same, and Alex, you've probably had the same. Okay, you get there. How You are going to drive, Alex, because you're five hours away, but yeah. all these guys that are on the East Coast, are you going to risk that flight? Are you going to put yourself a chance like if i'm gonna go i'm gonna drive well too just be i mean like they they put out a schedule like hey the next time we go racing we're gonna be racing outdoors i i'm i'm part of a small team so we're already transitioning everything to outdoors we're swapping things over like mm-hmm. you know suspension like engines or rebuilding all the bikes and everything and then all of a sudden hey we're racing in may yeah swap everything back like you know do all this all this and the the trucks in maryland you know yeah. So we need to know something to, to where, like, hey, one, we need to repack the semi. We need to, you know, get the bike all put back together. Mm-hmm. Bikes, I mean, and, you know, we're a small establishment. We don't have, you know, mechanics, like, full on deck and everything like that. So right. we have to, like, pretty much scramble like a chicken with their head cut off for, like, maybe a couple days and drive that truck out here to go racing. Yeah. Even teams like MCR where I think Don saw them a week before this came out like they're a supercross only team so they were selling bikes they're selling bikes they're getting ready for next year yeah yeah they're like we're getting ready for now they're like oh wait what (laughs) yeah so so it sort of puts a bind in things like for me it's like hey man like you put a schedule out that you say this is what you're gonna do like don't change it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not over it's not over (laughs) (laughs) but like you know you know what i'm saying like we're already preparing you know mentally physically everything for the first race for us to be is outdoors i mean yeah we want to get these supercross races done but at the same time it's like we're just at a standstill like i mean we're racers we still want to be the best we want to have you know great results and we want to you know finish these seven races but at the same time it's like man like are we just going to hop in cold turkey if you know i mean the the tracks just started to open in southern california you know like state fair i think today is like their first day you know, I think they have the Supercross track open now as well. But, like, still, if we're quarantined for two weeks prior in a freaking hotel, what's going to happen yeah. there, though? So what <laughs> happens, Anton, if Wednesday they say they're going racing? When do these riders have to, like, how soon do these riders have to go out there? The date that I heard was, like, middle of May. So that could be, like, 15th through the 17th would be, like, their ideal window. Okay. And then you would run all of these races through the first part of June, which would then give a small break, maybe two weeks, a week at the latest until the intended national start, which is June 13th. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I mean, right now, I mean, that's – today's April 27th. You know, if you yeah. did want to start on May 17th, that's three weeks, you know, less than three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that – Yeah. That it, it's unbelievable. That is I mean, just on, on what Alex said – you know, try to get suspension done, try to get tires, try to get all this stuff going, you know, and then we get into where are you guys going to stay? 
Do you have to live in Arizona for two weeks? Who's going to foot the bill for these hotels for two weeks? Because mm-hmm. hotels are not cheap. You know, like the little minute details that get figured out from there is like, hey, man, what what's going on? Uh, one thing to Feld's credit that they did maybe intentionally, maybe not intentionally, is when Dave Frater and Mike Mewey did all those interviews about three weeks ago when they said, you know, we're trying to go racing as soon as we can and there's no set date. They basically left it as vague as they could because maybe there was a potential for this to happen. So they didn't really have a hard schedule to come back then. That was just what they thought. And then now this possibility is here and they could quickly transition because they never said, well, it's for sure going to happen after the Nationals are over, mm-hmm. just like we hope. So that's kind of where they have everybody right now. Uh, yeah, it's weird because there are so many things that we have no idea about. But as more and more states kind of start to open up and all these things, I mean, I'd be surprised to see, not surprised, but interested to see what Arizona does in the next seven days as they have a number go up, but then more resistance to like, hey, man, we got to get things going again. What are we going to do? Yeah. I don't know. They got us all by the nuts. Yeah. And, And like that's a weird thing, too, because this could totally be that time where the whole program gets changed, but you know, the, the, a writer's association or a manufacturer's association or whatever, but then you run into these legal snafus of, okay, is that, uh, what was that word on collusion? Is yeah. it collusion against one party to the other to do this? I mean, what is it there? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of ramifications where instead of just like, okay, we think, we think, we think there are so many other details about the sport right now that could totally be reassessed and reevaluated instead of just focusing on where are we going to get back to racing? Because there's a lot of other stuff that we could work on for the full future of the sport 20 years from now if we get it now instead of just thinking like, all right, when are we going to go racing right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, if they start racing in May and it goes you know, for several weeks and it pushes the Nationals off, what does that do to the National schedule? Do they have to shorten it to like eight races or something? That's what I had heard. Um, it doesn't sound like that Florida National is going to really go off as planned. Uh for the exact reason, who knows why. But if they were to start the Nationals at high point, that plays into MX Sports' favor in way more ways than just one. It's Davies Track. You know, that's right down the street from their headquarters in Morgantown. Everything is right there. They have full control of the property. And then there's an NBC, like primetime NBC regular date that they could get put into. So that works out in their favor, and it gives them some more time to see how things play out. Uh, I think some other tracks are probably just going to have to follow up the schedule just how they are. Anybody that's watching Michigan right now, they are in a gnarly situation where you can't buy anything other than the bare essentials up there, last I saw. So that puts Redbud into question of, are they going to be able to have a race there? You know, what other rounds would get dropped off that they would then make another amended schedule. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. I don't like I I'd never do good at Red Button. <laughs> call, call me a liberal like Anton, but I'm not, I don't I don't I'm not I'm not digging the Red Button track. I mean it's cool but something about the national day there is not good. <laughs> it's weird. That's a weird one. Like and having gone to it that many times too, that's one of those things where it's either super hot and the track's like super dust up and dudes are just fading everywhere and mm-hmm. just blowing apart or it's cold and like, then dudes are fading because the track's so dissed up and heavy what what pisses me off is they have they have like this black hole turn okay you drop you drop down the hill and then you hang a left and you hit this like single jump over this blind single and then you're just sink into this black 
tar of shit. I don't know. <laughs> I literally went through there. Did not touch my brakes. Let off the gas. Did a front flip over the handlebars. No joke. No joke. I crashed there four times in practice. <laughs> so is that your? And best then you got to pin it. Is that your best red bud memory, or your most significant red bud memory? Was that? No, no, it's not. What's your What's your most significant red bud memory? Okay, so um, first moto, two thousand, uh, either fifteen or sixteen. Um, I was, I think I was on a Honda. Derek Rankin was my mechanic, or no, Derek Rankin was mechanic for Freddie Norin at mm-hmm. this time. And I just had one of my buddies from Tennessee help me out, you know. And uh, dude, I crashed my brains out on the hot lap, on the sight lap, <laughs> on the sight lap. They watered the piss out of it. Mm-hmm. I dropped down the hill, and dude, front end just washes out. Mm-hmm. Just, I thought I blew my shoulder out. It hasn't been the same since. Mm. Was it embarrassing? Oh yeah, like, <laughs> Fre- like apparently, like Derek was telling me, Freddie came back to the gate. He's like, "Hey man, like, is Alex okay? He's really muddy. He crashed pretty hard <laughs> on that side lap, <laughs> dude. I was full of mud. The, the race hadn't even started yet, and I was just head to toe in mud. I'm like mm. pissed. I'm like, dude, I think I messed my shoulder up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, dude, red butt just throw it shit can it. Yeah, yeah. Did I ever tell you that the year I went to Loretta's? My first moto of the week, I fell on the parade lap in front of the grandstand. <laughs> <laughs> That's another place, too. I, I, I tipped over in a rut. That's another place, too, that can catch on fire. So my, my uh, most significant red bud memory is uh, it was with MX Racer Magazine, and Rich Taylor was my test rider, and we lined up a factory for a day story. And I want to say he was riding racing a Planet Honda mm. in the 250, 250 main, or two strokes back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was by LaRocco's Leap, and I was going to get a picture of him jumping LaRocco's Leap. And I was standing there, waiting for him to come. And then all of a sudden I heard, what's up, man? <laughs> and he pulled off, and he was behind me. Oh, gee. what happened? Did the bike break? He goes, nah, man. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's <laughs> such, such a rich story. To just You can imagine his face, too. Yeah. Right? Nah, what about, what about you, Anton? You've been there many times. Uh, having people threaten to fight me because I had a media vest on. Why? Because you were uh, blocking I, their view? Yeah. They didn't get all drunk up. That, uh. I, I, I like the Richies. They're awesome. Like, mm. Tim's cool, and he and I talk when we see each other, and Redbud's not far from here and all that, but, like, the fans there are almost too gnarly and mm. that, like, they're very confrontational. Like, I've had fun there. It's cool. You know, the nations there was fun and 18. Mm-hmm. That was a great time. But then, yeah, it's not one of my favorite places because the fans are just so gnarly. And they are looking for a fight. Yeah. And, Tom, were you there in 18? Uh, they're just a regular national? Yeah. Okay. So, back to my story where I crashed 16 times in the sinkhole. My ass had to go to the LCQ. Mm-hmm. Granted, the races before this, I was on factory Yamaha. And this is the, <laughs> oh shit! Okay, and I had not qualified outside the top fifteen like the whole year or top mm. twenty, you know. And get to Red Bud, dude. I'm like forty fourth. Mm. Was that the first race on your own bike? Yeah, okay. it was. It was a Yamaha. I still yeah. had factory suspension, um, and you know the ECU and everything. But yeah, man, it was a it was a rough day. And then a hey, LCQ comes around. I get into like third or fourth, and then I tip over in a turn. Oh, and dude. I 
set the fastest lap time by like four seconds on the last lap. <laughs> and I passed a dude. I passed the dude for fourth on the last turn. I jumped that single on the inside and just like freaking cut him off like into the into the landing of the freaking finish line, dude. That was you, bad. You've had some of your most spectacular career performances in a last chance qualifier. I hate them. They suck, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. So, Anton, hey, Rick. Have, oh, go ahead. Were you there in 2011? Hmm, no, I wasn't. I raced uh, Unadilla 2011. Oh, okay. That was the hottest race I've ever been to in my entire life. Ugh. Like, that one was brutal. It was, it was... Was that the day we lost Josh Lichtel? Yeah. And, oh, like, yeah, it was the gnarliest race that I've ever been to. Ever. Jeez. Just for the heat. Like, you could see, even in the middle of the day, like, hey, Ray, you're a Midwest guy. Like, yeah. You know the humidity thing. Mm -hmm. Dude, at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, steam was still coming out of the ground. Oh. And they watered it so much that, like... It seemed like all that humidity and all that stuff just hung in the air and made it even gnarlier. Yeah. Like all that moisture, you couldn't escape it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear that. But uh, yeah, the, another thing too about this whole racing, uh, you know, thing. All the tracks have been closed in California. I haven't really had anywhere to ride. So I'm. I was supposed to go to Tennessee last week, but all this news came out that we were racing Supercross. But uh, I'm. My plan is to go to Tennessee still this week to you know start riding some outdoors and do a little bit more outdoor testing so well i'm probably gonna get there and if this thing goes through i'm gonna have to come around turn around right back around and come home or come back to california you're gonna have to fly home flying? yeah i'm gonna have to fly home yeah you're driving up there though yeah wow. dude his so good bike jason yeah is making mckenzie you know the muscle guy yeah, making him drive out and pick out. He's driving. Really? He's driving from Maryland with the trailer right now, and he's dropping the trailer off in Tennessee, and then leaving Tennessee, and coming here and picking me up. And like, because I have one of Jason's bikes. Like my practice bike is Jason's. Obviously, right. it's the team's bike. Right. So um, that's the bike that I'm going to be like, sort of testing on and stuff. Like, so yeah. Jeez. Alex, would you stay in Tennessee like all summer, even when you're racing the nationals, or you go back to California? I want see. I want to stay. I want to go to Tennessee for about a month. I want to go to Tennessee and Maryland, like because you know, like that's where like the team is and everything like that. And I got a bunch of stuff at home, and you know, getting used to the heat. But man, I like my schedule here, and you know, in California. So I don't like getting away from like my home in California. I'm kind of a homebody. Like, hey, I can get up. I can ride my bicycle. I can go ride my dirt bike, come home, chill, whatever. I mean, I can do that all in Tennessee too, but you don't miss a day of training in California because, dude, in the summertime, the weather's sunny every single day, no rain. Tennessee, Illinois, St. Louis, you know all that. It's bipolar. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's sort of my philosophy with it. Like, if I'm in California, like, I don't miss a day of training. Hmm. Yeah, and then you have a big group of guys like A Ray or like Hartraft and Tickle and all those dudes that you're doing those road bike rides with, and you're not going to have that out here. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to have that unless Anton makes a trip to freaking Tennessee and we start training. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm down. Hey, on that note, let's take a quick break. We'll be back for more. Hey guys, this is Shane McGrath of the Star Racing Monster Energy Yamaha team. BC Fit Mills has been a huge tool in my success by keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best way I possibly can. All their meals are super delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of trying to eat right daily. 
visit their website at bcfitmills.com and sign yourself up today. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world, period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey, it's Cole Hahn, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California, and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at 6D Helmets. Um, so you're talking about road biking. You did a century on Saturday. Yeah. 100 miles on your road bike in a fluorescent yellow cycling kit. Three of you guys. Yeah, three hey, of us. Hayes was the only guy. Hayes was the on, only odd guy out. Yeah, but um, we had a pretty fast group. It was me, um, Casey Huntley. Uh, he's like a media guy for Kawasaki and um, Brock Tickle and Jacob Hayes. And we ended up finished it in four hours and 45 minutes, averaging 21 miles an hour for 100 miles. Except you stopped your polar at mile 75. I did. And I what was happened? pissed. How did that happen? Okay, so I just stopped at a red light and I, and I paused it because I don't have auto pause on mine. Uh-huh. I, and you forgot to start again. No, no. I The button stuck. Oh. And it says press hold. You hold it for three seconds on the puller, and it and it ends the ride. Mm-hmm. And it, the button stuck, and I'm like, "What's it doing? Look fine!" Like, <laughs> and then like it ended it. I'm like, "Jeez, man." So yeah, it restart sucked. a 25 mile ride. Then? Yeah, yeah, I had to restart oh, it. There's basically no point. I would have just quit. Yeah, th- yeah, at that yeah. point in time, yeah. But um, but yeah, man, we were we were cooking pretty good. You know, yeah. the legs were definitely tired the next day, but uh, ended up trying to go on a recovery ride. Ended up just. It being oh, blazing hot yeah. on uh, yesterday, mm. and I was, I don't know, I was out exploring roads. I ended up being out there for two hours again on yesterday. So, Base ride. Yeah. So, today, I, I sort of took it easy on the e-bike. Yeah. Hit her in Yeah, boost. Anton, we, we hit Skyline this morning at 7 on our e-bikes. Oh. It was a good time. Heck yeah, man. Before the heat and everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was me, oh, yeah. Alex, our crazy... Dude, Fernando, crazy oh my Hispanic gosh. buddy, Fernando. 
<laughs> dude, him trying to do a wheelie today, standing up, was comedy, dude. I thought yeah. he was going to wheelie off the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if anyone wants to see this hilarity, go to A-Ray's story on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, it'll, I'm sure it'll make a make an appearance in your vlog as well. Yeah. So then we, we caught up with uh, the Italian guy, Mattia, who works at Fox Racing in the in the retail shop. And he's a he's like kind of a badass enduro racer guy, and he was he was trying some dumb jump. Yeah, it was huge. He was casing it. Yeah, it was huge. But uh, but yeah, I took a little soil sample today, blew my knee out, or not my knee, your, my, your my, shin, my shin. Yeah, you got a little shin shiner. A little bloody, but uh, it was always fun to uh, get a little fun ride in to start the week. So Anton, uh, back east, have you been um, outside? at all or are you just staying inside have you been has the activity level been up oh yeah no, no. I'm not his activity out. level's yeah. been up in the bedroom mm. oh, God. beating up no. brakes off that thing baby no, 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 no. <laughs> uh it's been okay like i mean i've gone out and done what i need to do um cutting grass for the first time in like 10 years which is weird uh but then like trying to figure out like what my whole program is going to be because if we go racing then my you know, next few months are already blocked out. If we don't, you know, still working on getting that bike, making a lot of progress towards that, I think I'll have something in the next, like, five days. Ooh. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's been good. You know, um, we just got put under, I think it's May 1st. We all have to wear masks now, like you guys do in Oh, California. you weren't like that before? Mm-mm. Okay. Which I think, honestly, if that happens, like, I- I've just kind of been normal. You know, I don't touch anybody. I don't touch anything. Like, I stay far away from everybody when I go to the store or whatever. But I honestly, like, if I got to wear a mask, I'll probably just stay home. I'll let Megan go do all that stuff, and I'll just work out around here, do what I need to do. But, like, it's whatever. It's just, it's nice to be at home and, like, reconnecting with certain things because, like, even as busy as just the race season is, you forget about, like, cool moments that happen during the season that when you go think back about them, you're like, wow, forgot about this and this and this. So, yeah, it's been all right. It's just waiting for our weather's finally good, trying to figure out a bike. I'm ready to go ride. Can you imagine Anton being at a grocery store and some dude just walks up and just sneezes on him? Oh. <laughs> he would freak <laughs> out, dude. He would freak. No, no. I, I, yeah, I'm very non-confrontational, so I'd just be like, oh, uh, okay, I think this is how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I go out. Okay, all right, cool. It's be- yeah, you know, so, it's uh, all good. So out here, Anton, I don't know if you, I'm sure you saw California open back up. We get to uh, ride at the motocross track. So as far as I know, it's Parish Raceway, State Fair, MX, L.A. County, Glen um, Helen, Kauia, and Glen Helen are all open again. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I mean, I would assume almost everything in California is going to reopen. There's a 75 rider limit, uh-huh. and uh, social distancing is enforced in the pits. Elsinore's coming back soon too. They're Next they're making their week. their grand opening or whatnot, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be grand sick. Re-opening. It's gonna be better than ever, dude. Better. Than Elsinore. Ever. Oh yeah. So many changes. They. <laughs> I heard they dug up all the dirt and put different dirt in there. No, I think they just watered the track that was sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was just joking. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, like the roost, it's not gonna hurt anymore there. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was. The hottest national I can remember being to in California. Really? The, mm-hmm. the Elsinore National. And I just remember there's a yeah. lot of flies. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That place is infested yeah. with flies. Yeah. All that mulch. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so the tracks opened back up. Um, I went to Paris on Friday 
to uh, do a photo shoot with Brock Tickle. And I signed up as a rider so that I could get in. And then Tick was a little bit late, so I ended yeah. up riding a bit. So that was it good. felt good to ride moto again, I'll tell you that. But it was really hard on Saturday uh, when it was really hot. I think it was 92 or something. And yeah. to ride a moto and come in and be sitting there and have to put your face mask on. Oh, you know, wait, wait, wait. You oh. had your face mask on out there? Not while I was riding, but in the pits. You were where, You had to wear it? Aaron was policing the pits, making sure that we were all wow. wearing our face masks. And it was pretty funny because on Friday, you know, I was parked under the shade structure and I marked it off so no one could park real close to me. But, you know, people were coming over to talk and say hi. And Aaron came riding up. You guys get the heck away from Swap. <laughs> Don, Don Meta. Don <laughs> Meta. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, he they were... They were policing it to make sure you're wearing your mask and not standing too close to each other. And everyone was pretty, for the most part, wearing them. Or I mean, there's some guys pulling their jersey over their face, you know. But yeah. uh, but uh, dude, that was actually really uncomfortable. When oh it was yeah, that hot. I can't imagine. You're off the track. You're all hot. Sweaty, and, I imagine. Yeah, and then put a face mask on and breathe yourself. Yeah, yeah I can't. I could. Mm-mm. Not good. Yeah, it wasn't good. How did the uh, I've been real interested in this. Like with 75 people at a time, how did the track hold up? Was it good? Yeah. 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 Um, it's funny because it looked crowded on – because you think about a Paris on a Saturday. I don't know what they normally pull in, but it's pretty packed, right? Or, or it's packed on a weekday yeah. uh, with all the fast kids. But yeah. on Friday, it looked packed, and there was only like two people on the vet track. But on oh, Saturday, really? the Saturday crowd was different. There was about half people on the vet track and half people on the main track, so Saturday was super mellow. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, had all the usual characters out there. You have to sign up online, I think, right? Yeah, now yeah. ahead of time for Paris or State Fair, you have to go to their website. I think that's what I think that's what I'm gonna do. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to reserve your spot. Reserve. Uh, from what I understood, Glenn Helen was first come first serve. Uh huh. So I think there's people in line at like seven in the morning. It's like a fancy restaurant now. Well, now, if yeah. someone leaves, can you get in? Yeah. It's ah. like one person leaves, one person leaves. See, I, what I was going to do at Glen Helen, I was just going to wait until like 4.30 and go out there. Yeah, so... Uh, like a man. Rich Taylor and little Rich Taylor went to Glen Helen Saturday. He said he went at 1 o'clock, and there was only five people. Really? Like everyone had left already because it was hot. Yeah. So well, was I imagine no one wants to ride Glen Helen. Well, was, no, I do. Yeah. I miss you that know, place. That's I, my, I do. That's my track. Ninety five degrees, you know. <laughs> that's my but track, it was, dude. It was it was both the Taylors and I think uh Talking Boys guys were there. Mm. Cody oh, Shock. Oh yeah. Cody Shock and uh who's the other guy? Is there another the last guy? Right name, now? That, the, his last name's a first name. I don't know if there is another guy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Jerry Robin. Oh no. Jerry Robin. No, he's gone. I think. He's gone. Yeah, hey, yeah, he's not on the him and uh, him and Walker both split from the team a couple weeks ago. So oh, it's, really? right now it's yeah, just it's yeah, right fight. now it's just Starling and Cody and Blows. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, then Rich was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um. So isn't that team yeah. sponsored by uh? Sixty. Yeah. No, they're sponsored by uh, Instacart. Instacart. What's that? That's right. <laughs> what the heck is that, <laughs> dude? Uh. Well, you know, teams aren't getting paid and making money right now, so right. I, I think uh, our buddy Michael Lindsay is making ends meet. Uh, I'm told he's working at Instacart. Oh, that's right. You I know? did hear that. Yeah. So. And good for him too, because yeah, he did dude. that to make sure that everything else better was than out there. sitting around and saying, "Woe is me. Where's my, where's my uh, check from? Yeah. My Trump bucks. 
<laughs> I don't know if he could have because he's a he's an independent business. I don't know like and he didn't. Well, have no, because it's based off your it's based off your 2018 tax return. So mm. in 2018, he was a full time vital employee. Uh-huh. So he mm. probably got it because I don't think he was yeah. making more than 75 grand at vital. <laughs> yeah, unless his mom and dad had him as a dependent. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, they actually might have. That's very. He was a dependent up until like six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that that's going to be great for you guys. Like, it sounds like it would be fun to go to a track and know, like, hey, seventy-five people, you're going to come in, you're going to get your motos, you can only do these things. Mm-hmm. I, I would bet the track would be good because that's kind of the fun of going to Paris in the middle of the summer when there's only like fifty people there on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You know, track track stays really really good. Could you, like, if you didn't have a group of buddies that were going, could you take, like, someone else to go with you to set in the truck in case you were to get hurt no. so you're not there alone? That's the only Ooh. sketchy thing is you. there's no, yeah. no spectators. Yeah. Um, and if you are, you know, a mini kid, you can only bring one parent. Right. So, yeah. like, <laughs> like, Scrub Daddy brought his son on Friday. Uh-oh. And Aaron was trying to kick him out. So, Scrub Daddy was trying to make his son be a flagger. But ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, Scrub Daddy had to park his truck under a tree and make his kids sit in the truck all day, <laughs> like with the seat back, so he wouldn't get seen. But, wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, I'm certainly glad to be riding. I, I think it's good for the motocross economy. I mean, we need guys out there riding and buying tires and oil and replacement levers when they tip over and all that good stuff. And it's good for people's st- uh, peace of mind, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Anton, if racing happens in May, we're told that it's a uh, solid block and you have to stay there, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, that's my- what it sounds like. Okay. So, like, if if we were able to go, you or I or Chase, whoever went would have to stay the entire round, all six rounds, right? Or seven rounds? Uh- Apparently, but see, this is where the whole not having like a players union or association and all this other stuff like gets weird Mm -hmm. because what I had been told was people with motorhomes will be able to stay on property at the stadium and there will be like a set of hotels that are recommended for you to stay there. But like, I don't know how they'll tell you, yeah, you can or can't stay there. And then if you stay in those motorhomes, how do you leave the property to go get groceries and all these other things? So there's a lot of like little stuff that I'm like, hmm, I'm not really sure. Michael Lindsay will bring you your groceries. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, so yeah. what? what is it? I heard something else that's restricted to the top such and such in points. Yes, I meant to bring that up. I heard that too. What is it? Um, see, I haven't heard exactly there is like a concrete restriction. I had heard that like if they went top 22, JGR would have no 450 guys that could come in. But then I heard that maybe it would be like top 40. So they could have heat races, but I would I would think they just do like top thirty or something, mm-hmm. even less. Because if you look at those two fifty classes, the top twenty in points is such a like once you get out of the top ten eleven guys, it becomes a lot of outlier dudes that aren't on factory teams or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of other moving parts that you got to put in. You know, yeah. do those guys have the money to go stay out there in a hotel for that long or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't got no money to stay in no darn hotel. Yeah. I'm- I'm gonna have to tent. go to. I'll go to Tennessee. Either grab my van or my motorhome, bring it back. There you go. I lived in my motorhome for like six months out here. So hell. yeah, in the heat stuff. of summer, <laughs> freaking Lake Elsinore, dude. 
I was at yeah, Lake see, Elsinore I'd... every day. It was, it was so good. <laughs> so yeah, you're probably immune to it then. Alex. Oh yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm hood we're rat. Good. I'm hood rat. <laughs> it don't bother me a bit. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm doubtful that will happen, but I would certainly love to see it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I need something to watch on TV. I've been watching the simulator racing now. Anton, like you should just. Oh. <laughs> Anton, you should just go guy B on that thing, get a freaking trailer, and just cruise around and go to all the races like that. <laughs> we have my dad's motorhome. Yeah. And, we, and he, Mike's not going anywhere anytime soon, so I could grab it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be right. sick. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at that thing the other day. I was like, hmm, I could live in that for like three weeks if I had to. He'd kill me if it comes back with like one scratch on it, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think Anderson's doing right now? Because he's not he's not training with Eldon anymore. So like, where's he at? Who's he training with? Like, does he have a new trainer yet? He's training with Team Fried. Is he? Yeah. Matt Rice training him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, see, I, I was sort of curious about that. Like, I figured he would sort of hop on board with another trainer. Or do you think he'll just do his own thing for a bit? I think it's him and Dean. Dean Dean because him and Dean, him and Dean Will's been dude doing their own deal. Yeah, but Dino, yeah, Dino Dean, hasn't been with Alden for a while. No. Yeah, for a little bit. Um, and then Dean's been riding at Chad's old place, which is where the Lawrence brothers have been at lately. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple other places like Ferry's places down there, which works out for them too because Jaleek Swole's kind of wrapped into that. And then Ferry's kid Evan is there too. So there's like a whole little separate Rockstar Husky click within a cl- like within that whole Florida group too. So I think Jason has plenty of options. I don't think he'll go to, like, Moto Sandbox or anything like that because then he'll be with Ken and Adam. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I could see him finding a place at Chad's spot now. Some amateur kid's running that. Oh, I was going to say, does Chad still have that place, or did it actually sell? No, uh, some amateur kid has, like, taken it over and revamped the whole thing. Oh, yeah, wow. that kind of pissed me off a little bit because Pablo wanted to buy it. Oh, Pablo, put, Pablo I think, put in an offer, but they, he didn't. Mm-hmm. he didn't get it. Thing. That would have been sick. Was he trying to pay in Singapore cash? No, Pablo said that he was going to fly to Daytona with a bag of cash. Really? Million dollars in cash. <laughs> Man. So sad. Man, he's like the. He's insane. Dude, Pablo's <laughs> awesome, dude. He Pablo misses it awesome. so much. He's he's in Singapore right now. He's like, buddy, this sucks. <laughs> See, he's he's old too. He's high risk, so he needs to stay indoors. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but dude, yeah. That's crazy. Well, hey guys, let's wrap this up. Uh, Ari, you're leaving, right? You're yeah. Going to I might be back if we're racing. Okay, well, we may have to call you in on a three-way so you could still coast on Mondays. Yeah, let's do it. But uh, actually, wait, 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 wait. We need to address <laughs> our adventure on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Oh yeah. No, yeah. it was no Friday. Shit, was it? All the days blend together right now. What Dude, happened? I don't know what day it was, but so, I just remember crashing. <laughs> no. Okay, so, you know, obviously GT Bikes gave Alex a... GTE Force. GTE Force e-bike. It's like only one in the U.S., right? Because it's, oh, it's, it really it's, it's available in Europe. Wow. So, Ari takes delivery of this, and he just goes e-bike crazy, right? Right. He's just like, dude, I am selling my other mountain He's bike. everything. I'm only riding this. Yep. So, you know, a week before, Villo goes out and buys uh, uh, S-Works Turbo Levo at Roy's. Mm -hmm. And then he peer pressures me into buying an e-bike of my own because the other one, Benny Tazi from Bell has it, right? (laughs) So I'm like, oh. So, okay. So it's Alex, myself, 
Villo. Cole Seeley. Cole Seeley. Brian Lopes is our tour guide, right? Because he, li- he lives in, in Laguna. Mm-hmm. Troy Lee comes. Don Wilson comes with us. And then Alex, the night before, is like, hey, man, I'm going to bring my roommate, Kenny Taco Bell. He wanted to come. He, he wanted, wanted to come. come. He wanted to come. So so they borrow an e-bike from his neighbor, uh-huh. right? Granted, so, Kenny has rode a mountain bike one time in his life say, prior to this. An e-bike. Tuesday, he was telling me that he's excited, and he hasn't he hasn't rode one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, he, so A-Ray took him riding. Uh, on, was it the KTM trails near your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We rode yeah. up to the crosses, sort of back there behind Yeah, me. and so A-Ray rode the Stumpy, and, it, and Kenny rode the GT e-bike, and I just got a picture of him laying on the ground because he was clipped in. And crashed. And crashed yeah. in a corner. So anyway, so Kenny texts me the night before, and is like, hey, this ride, how gnarly is it? And I said, well, you know, Troy Lee's gone, and Troy Lee's a little older than me, and so... It can't be that gnarly. And then also Villa told me he took his neighbor or something on these trails riding on flats, and he had never ridden a mountain bike before, and he was fine. Hmm. So we go, and then Lopes, you know, kind of as expected, snapped in the, you know, (laughs) tour guide guy and and took us down some gnarly stuff, and up and down some gnarly stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think we went on some trails that weren't designated trails. Mm -hmm. But we're gone, and... I mean, some of the uphills were gnarly. They were like single track with bushes hitting your handlebars both sides. I got a handful of cactus. Ooh. Yeah, I think I was you did bleeding. too, right? Yeah, I was bleeding everywhere. Yeah. But um, So overgrown, dude. Then we ended up going down some downhills and stuff. I mean, of course, Lopes says they're the mild ones. They're not that bad, but they're pretty good. Uh-huh. There was some stuff we went down that was at least as gnarly as the stuff we went down in Whistler, right? Oh, really? And... uh <laughs> Kenny was just Kenny was crashing, crashing, dude. Poor guy. Well, crashing too, and then like, I mean, yeah. Granted, it's an e-bike, but dude, we're going up some pretty yeah. big stuff, and like, it, it was pretty tough. Like, we had to get off and walk a few times. I mean, the stuff that me and Don couldn't even get up. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, he he was having a tough time, but he hung in there. Like, I mean, I well, he didn't have a water bottle cage on his bicycle either, oh, so God. I didn't. Hey. Hey, Poor I didn't. Guy. I didn't drink water for the first two and a half hours. I just gave all my water to him. I'm like, hey, dude, I know what you're going through. I feel you. Yeah. You can have my water. So I was well, just out there like a freaking camel. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But, but it was hot too. We started at eleven. Yeah, which yeah, way too was, late. It was way too late. So it was hot already, right? Even though we're by the beach. And then uh, it was tough. I mean, dude, we were climbing uh, this trail in. It was out of Laguna Canyon into Elisa Woods. Yeah. We're climbing stair steps, right? Yeah. That's where Villa looped out at the top of that ledge. Yeah, yeah he looped dude, out. He looped dude. out because the e-bike motor kicked in, yeah. got wheel spin, and he looped out. And he flipped backwards and landed on his back on the next level down with his bike above him because it's still on his clip to his feet. Yeah. And then it flips over the next level. Boom, 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 boom. It like lands right next to me. And of course, I didn't have my GoPro on. But oh. yeah. But, but I mean, I think we all, well, I'd say Lopes and Seeley didn't crash. No. I saw Troy crash. You did? <laughs> I crashed. You, Alex dude, crashed in front of dude, all. <laughs> I crashed bad. Of course. I crashed course. bad. Okay, so like, you know whenever you're going down a hill and you're going down a pretty steep part, you know what I mean? And you're on the brakes and then you just like, okay, you 
let go of the brakes and you flow through. Yeah. As soon as I let go go of the brakes and flowed through, dude, I cross rutted in a freaking <laughs> rain rut, and the bars just twisted and flung me back into a bush, dude. I broke my ass. I dude in front of everybody, dude. Yeah, but I, you know what? The best part is about forty five minutes later when Kenny finally came. He rolled right down. It. Yeah, oh. he, he rolled right down it. Oh. He's like, "Yeah, I didn't crash." And here's Avery your crashed. water. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, here's your water." Drink it. So, uh, so yeah, it, uh, Donnie and uh, Kenny tapped out a little bit early. Mm-hmm. And we hit the, we crossed the road, so they left early. But Avery, I think uh, Kenny um, actually got a little bit of a uh, heat exhaustion. Yeah. I think too. Yeah. So we, I saw some videos. Where he may or may not have been throwing up. Oh no! Yeah, he threw up. He threw up whenever he got back to the truck, and then, dude, like, forty-five minutes later, we're on the way home. That was on the way home. That yes, day? it was on the way and he home. He yacked again. Pull up, yeah, pull like up. he couldn't keep anything down. Oh. He couldn't keep anything down. Like he he drank a little bit. I just we stopped and got him like, like uh, Dr Pepper because he was cramping, and then I got him like some Gatorade and like, hey dude, like, mm-hmm. here drink this, get some like back into your system. Pull over, pull over, <laughs> dude. Hey, look, we stopped at Chick Fil A. Dude loves Chick Fil A. And like, anything? we didn't. We, I mean, yeah, we ate breakfast at like six a.m. in the morning, and then we yeah. just did like a four-hour ride. Wasn't even hungry, dude. Couldn't what? even eat it. <laughs> he couldn't even eat it. Sounds like the Corona. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I thought he had Rona, dude. I was like, dude, he's suffering bad. He was cramped out, the, but uh, but it was my birthday. So once we got back, a couple hours, like. Honestly, the only thing he could keep down were white claws. So I, I don't know. Like it, it might have been his uh, his his. That was it, man. That revived him. The claws wiped revived him. So he was better after that. He bounced that. back. Yeah, he bounced back pretty hard after that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was funny because when he rolled up this the very last time, he's like, "Hey, all you guys, all you guys, don't ever call me again. <laughs> Never call me. Never call me." You remember when we we got to the to like the the water fountain thing yeah and he's uh, sit, sitting there asking lopes he's like what is your background yeah what's your background because like he didn't know like oh, uh, like he didn't know no. who brian lopes was he's like what's your background dude like you're crazy you're on a normal bike we're on e-bikes like how are you doing this yeah he's like i mean i'm a i mean he was a world champion like what do you mean he's like oh so you're like you're a badass i'm like yeah <laughs> totally yeah, it was good. It was a it was a good day. Like I think after he hated it. He mm-hmm. hated it. He had come to Jesus meetings with himself. You know, he was talking. He's like, "Come on, Kenny, you got this." Like he was talking. You know, like mm-hmm. he talked himself through it, which was awesome, and I was stoked for him. You know, and I think he's gonna redeem himself this week on Thursday. Yeah, oh. he's already going back out. You guys are going back to the same spot. Yeah. No. 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 no, 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 no. Not the same spot. No, <laughs> he will. Like, oh, he wow. will. He. The only he might get caught for arson if you ever see him out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'd go back there. Oh really? It mm. wasn't as fun as I would like. It was fun. Was better. It was fun, but I like fun, fun. Yeah, know? fun, that was, fun. That was technical. There was suffering involved. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, that sounded like Lopes fun. Yeah, it was yeah, Lopes. that was fun for Lopes. Lopes. Enjoyed it. He was laughing at us the whole time. Yeah. Alrighty, well, hey guys, thank you for listening to the Kickstart podcast presented by our friends at Sixty Helmets. We will uh, check in with you next Monday. Until then, wash your hands, stay safe. And get outside if you can. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, 
The original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 60helmets.com for more info.